0: Welcome in. Episode 91, What's Right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show. This is our, is it week nine? My God. Week nine NFL gambling show. As we are rolling, and listen, we we were in a rut. I was despondent. I was depressed. I was questioning what I had, you know, known about the process. Not because we were getting crushed, but because we were two and three every week. It was just two and like clockwork, two and three every week. Last week, we were not two and three. We honestly should have been four and one. At the last second, we took one pick out, a winning pick. We'll show you our record last week. We took out Minnesota minus three and a half last week and replaced it with our worst bet of the week, Cincinnati minus three and a half. Here's why I feel so good about last week. Not because we were dead on on any of these games. But because our luck turned. So let me explain for a moment. All right. Throughout this year, what has happened is we have gotten two games exactly right, covered by 10 plus points most weeks. Right. One game wrong. And then two 50 50 games or even 70 30 games in our favor have gone the other way. Right. And that's how we've gone to two and three. This past week, let's look at it. We had the Raiders laying a point and a half. They got shut out. That was terrible. That's a loss. We had Washington getting two and a half points at Indy. They were down by six in the waning moments of that game. Came back and won. That's a stolen victory. San Francisco minus point and a half over the Rams was an easy one. Cincinnati, the one we replaced with that we shouldn't have. that, that, That one, Cleveland kicked their ass. And Green Bay covering that 11-and-a-half was an absurdity. They were down 17 <laughs> with the Bills having the ball inside the five. And Josh Allen threw a pick. Green Bay ends up covering. So I feel like the gambling gods rewarded us by staying true to the method. We are now 18-and-22 on the season, right. which, again, is not great. But we're hovering around 500. We're like the, I hate to use this analogy, the 2019, 20, would it be 2020? Yeah, the 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who were 7 and 5 and mediocre and got their teeth kicked in by the Chiefs right before their bye. And then they got red hot, went 8 0 oh the rest of the season from the end of the regular season through the playoffs, red hot en route to a Super Bowl. That's what we're going to do. Last year, On the TV show, where we give three picks a week, we were right around 500 until week 12. And then from week 12 through the end of the playoffs, we got 70% against the spread. We are digesting the season. We're letting the season wash over us. And now this week, odd week, six teams on a bye, so only 13 games to choose from. For our purposes, I've also made an adjustment only eight games to choose or 12 games to choose from because I'm no longer going to do anything with the Thursday night game because this show comes out on Fridays and it's weird when I'm like, I think this is going to happen, but the game's already been played for whatever it's worth. I'll tell you it's, it's Philly laying 13 and a half in Houston. I would be picking Houston in that game just because that is way too many points to be laying, especially for a Philly team that the Steelers game notwithstanding, that game, they have not been a great second-half team. They have been crushing teams in the first half and then kind of going in a stall in the second half. So I would be on Houston, but that's not going to be a part of our picks. Here are the five games that we are picking this weekend. We will get to those, and then we will get to the other eight games or seven games, what categories they fall into, Perfectly priced, stay away and be careful. Our first game of the weekend, Indy, catching five and a half at New England. We like Indianapolis. The analysis of this game is very, very simple. By the way, there are eight. This isn't one of them. There are eight home dogs this weekend. Of the 13 games, eight home teams are underdogs. So why do I like Indy, catching five and a half, win, and I've got the injury report right in front of me, the Jonathan Taylor, after being one of the least injured players in all of college football and then in professional football and never missed a practice, Jonathan Taylor is dealing with real injury stuff, didn't practice on Wednesday, which is the last practice report we have. So why do I like the Colts? There's two reasons. One reason is the Patriots are going to try to convince Mac Jones to stop throwing interceptions. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to, but I think Mac understands that they're going into a bye this past week against the Jets. He threw a pick that was terrible, the duck that yeah. floated in the air, and then threw a pick six before the half that would have lost him the game, but it got waved off due to roughing the passer penalty. So I think the Patriots are going to be coaching all week. And Mac, because he doesn't want to get replaced by Zappy at the bye, will internalize all week. Just don't turn the ball over. Just don't throw it to the other team. Right. So I think it's going to be low scoring in that regard. Indy, on the other hand, I think with Ellinger, the second piece of this. While I don't think Ellinger, listen, Ellinger is a second-year quarterback, might as well be a rookie quarterback who is a mid-round pick. What he does have the ability on and this is something Ben Solak, credit to him from The Ringer, has been big on this year, is the quarterbacks that can scramble this season have neutralized some of the deficiencies that they have otherwise in their game more so than any year that we can remember. The scrambling quarterback has been something of an equalizer when the quarterback battle is skewed. By the way, I don't think this quarterback battle is skewed between Mac Jones and Sam Ellinger that much anyway, because I think Mac Jones stinks. Ellinger's
1: going up against Bill Belichick, though.
0: Yes, and Belichick against rookie quarterbacks, unbelievable. Ellinger's not a rookie quarterback, but he's kind of a rookie quarterback. So so five and a half points, just too much. I do not think Mac Jones should be favored by more than four against anybody but the Texans. I think the Colts are going, you know, they still believe maybe, they can sneak into the playoffs. I was wrong about the Colts, if you guys remember. I thought that Matt Ryan would be good. They'd go 12 and 5 against a soft schedule. With that said, this to me feels like a 17 13, 17 14, 16 13 type of game. Maybe, maybe I lose it because it's 20 to 14, but I don't think so. It's too many points. Indy should not be underdogs of. Five and a half at New England with Mac Jones playing quarterback in what will be a very fast, run-centric game. We like the Colts. Next game. This is a stupid line.
1: Crazy one.
0: Atlanta catching three at home against the Chargers. So, again, Mike Williams is out for this game, and he's out for a while with an injured ankle. You, Keenan Allen still is not practicing, okay? So you're going to have Mike. They, I don't know if Mike Williams has been ruled out, but he's out. Mike Williams isn't going to play. Keenan Allen, I'm not sure if he's going to play. The Chargers kicker, if I read it correctly, is even dinged up. The Chargers are so incredibly injured. Atlanta, on the other hand, while they didn't deserve to win that game against Carolina at because it was happening as the DJ Moore penalty and then another missed Great. kick it did take a Hail Mary for Carolina to even be in that position yeah they're at home the chargers have shown given us no evidence this year that on the field they're the team we thought they were going to be on paper for them to be a 3 point favorite when they have to go all the way from Southern California to Atlanta for a 1 p.m. kickoff is just stupid. It makes no sense. So it's just this game should be a pick'em. Instead, I'm getting a full field goal. I the I I don't understand the line at all. It is showing. It, I don't even think it's showing a disrespect for the Falcons. To me, it is showing a level of respect for the Chargers that their play this year has not warranted. You look at the Chargers thus far this season, I'm going to pull up their schedule right now, what they've done and where we've seen them. Now, I do, let me concede one point here. They are coming off a bye. I understand that part of it. However, they didn't get discernibly more healthy during the bye. And what the Chargers have done this year, week one, one score game against the Raiders, Derek Carr turns the ball over four times the Raiders still have the ball at the end, down five with a chance to win. They lose to Kansas City. That's their best game of the year because they were up ten in that game. Right. They get annihilated by Jacksonville. That loss looks worse and worse by the week. Yeah. Uh and we'll talk Jacksonville later because you guys, you guys saved me again. Yeah. Even though well, we'll talk Jacksonville because you didn't really save me. You saved me on the picks, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh they beat Houston wow. uh in a game that for, for whatever it's worth. They, they they beat Houston in a game that was a three-point game into the fourth quarter. They beat Cleveland by two. They escaped versus Denver by three, and then they lost to Seattle, and now they have a bye. They should not be road field goal favorites against a decent team in Atlanta. It makes no sense. Do you disagree with me on this one?
1: Uh, sort of, but, I mean, you listed all the injuries. The, that's the in, only thing that's got me thinking away, but I, I don't think the Falcons are a great team. I don't think the Falcons I, they, are. Obviously, they're not a great team. No, no, no.
0: I don't think they're a great <laughs> team either, but I think the Chargers are still being tr- given more respect than they deserve given how banged up they are. Yeah. And this is – the DeMondsey, by the way, you know what? Let's pause this for a moment. We should have said this from the beginning. DeMondsey hit a five-teamer this week. Now, it turned into a four-teamer because one of them was Miami. Dolphins
1: covered by exactly, by exactly the spread, tied. so
0: it rolled down to a four-teamer. But this wasn't a teaser. It was a 5 and it wasn't a money-line parlay. It was a five-team point-spread parlay. DeMondsey went 4-0-1. So DeMondsey is, is learning as the year goes on. Very proud of it. Thanks, Padre. No problem. Uh, the next level to this is checking two things that I'm certain you never think about. The weather and the injury, injury report. Yep. Now, for this show, it's not really that helpful because we record this show on Thursday before the Thursday injury reports are out. Right. But you get an injury report Friday afternoon. So checking that injury report, let me just tell everybody, if a guy has not Practiced. So there is full participant in practice, limited participant in practice, and did not participate in practice. Anybody that is a DNP at practice on a Friday is very unlikely to play. If they can't even practice in a limited capacity by Friday, right. then they won't be ruled out yet, but they're like, or sometimes they'll be ruled out, but they're likely going to be out. The other thing is the weather, obviously. Now with Atlanta, that doesn't matter because it's in a dome. Right. But those are the things to look at, but we like Atlanta for the game. There's another thing. At the top of the B block, I'm going to tell you guys a dream I had related to DeMondsey and gambling. That was one of those <laughs> dreams that you forgot you had until I walked in the studio today and saw DeMondsey on his his sports betting app, and it, it made, made the dream come back. All right, next bet. This is Juan Victor who we mocked for going 0-5, but all of a sudden is a little hot. Yeah. Victor I and you. I independent independently agree on Seattle getting two at Arizona. I
1: third that that's insane. Arizona getting a lot is of respect. Vegas for- not been watching the games?
0: So <laughs> well, I think that so keep in mind. So here's the thing. What Vegas wants, and we always got to remind you of this: what Vegas wants is even action on both sides. What they want is to set a line where half of the public will take Arizona, half will take Seattle, and they'll make the juice on the losses, right? The public still has a respect for the Cardinals that I do not think they have earned, and they have a disrespect for Seattle based on what they were before the season. But Arizona, so far this year, has three victories, okay? Carolina, uh, was Baker Mayfield still starting then? He was. The Raiders, who have just been, by the way, on the Raiders. Sidebar real quick. Josh McDaniels, the new head coach for the Raiders, has gotten no scrutiny at all this year. He was the offensive coordinator for the Patriots, went to the Broncos, was terrible there, went back to the Patriots, it worked there. He's been with the Raiders. They've been awful. And I read, God, I wish I could give credit. I read a really smart column that was talking about how what Brian Dayball has done, who went from the Bills to the Giants, right, was instead of trying to force his offensive system upon his players, would before this season evolve his system to fit the strengths of his players, right? Like, hey, this is the roster I currently have. How can we best utilize what is a limited quarterback, a superstar running back, no-name receivers? What what? Instead of saying this is the system I run, right? How can I? What do I have? How can and... I fit around my players? Right. McDaniel's done the exact opposite. He's tried to get Derek Carr to run with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller coming back to run the Tom Brady system. Instead of taking advantage of what they do best, that's how you get shut out. Right. By the by, the Saints. But I was talking about Arizona. So Arizona beat the Raiders. They beat Carolina with Baker. And they beat New Orleans in a game where that was the game, if you remember. Two-point conversion. No, no, no. That was the back-to-back pick sixes by Dalton oh. right before the half. That that game was the Saints were fine. They were up 14 to 6. And then right before the half, Andy Dalton uh threw back-to-back pick sixes and the, the game was lost. Right. Then. Their losses are to Minnesota. They already lost to Seattle by 10 in Seattle to Philly, to the Rams, and obviously to the Chiefs. Now, those are good teams they've lost to. I'll give them that. But the first time they played Seattle, they, hold on. Is this right? Yeah. The first time they played Seattle, the, they, yeah, they scored one touchdown and it was a special teams touchdown.
1: They scored three offensive points. But doesn't doesn't this one seem a little bit too easy? This might seem like the, the, the be careful to go in a be careful category. So here's why
0: I didn't put it there. Cause I think the public still likes Arizona. Usually be careful is when Vegas is giving you a team the public likes favored by less than you think it should be. You follow me? So yeah. like to use Arizona as an example, I thought the Chiefs minus five. Against Arizona in Week One was a be careful because the public loves the Chiefs. Right, and I thought now I was wrong. Chiefs blew them out. But you, the, so we'll this week not to give it away. Miami is playing Chicago, laying less than a touchdown. That to me is a be careful because everyone's going to be on Miami. You know what I mean? So th- this is uh, got them on the
1: money line. Yeah, you're oh, well, on the money line. <laughs> I like it. Yeah,
0: on the money line I like it, but the five points feels funny. All right, so we like Seattle. All right, next one. And I'm leaning towards this being our right move, our lock of the week. Tampa laying less than a field goal at home against the Rams. So here, Tampa minus two and a half. So here is what we know about the Rams. They cannot block for Stafford. They can't. Here's what we know about Tampa. Despite all their injuries, they still have a very good defensive front. Here's the other thing we know about the Rams. They got Cooper Cup hurt at the very end of their blowout loss to the Niners. He, they threw him the ball with a minute left, down three scores. He turned his ankle. Wednesday, he didn't practice. Now, will he, if he doesn't play, this will move to three and a half. He is the rare wide receiver that is worth for that team a full point. Great. Tampa. I, uh, let me say this this other thing about Tampa. I'm really interested in seeing Brady. First of all, he's on a long week. They played on Thursday. Remember, they played when we yeah, were at went, the Luka game. Yep. Uh, seeing Brady not only on a long week in a desperate must-win situation, but also now that the divorce stuff is behind him, now that it has been finalized, publicly announced, turn the page. Now I'm sure. He's going to be dealing with that and grieving that and all of that for a long time. But this was a major chapter for him to finally have it done. He released a statement. I think the Rams are a bad team. The Rams, on a per-play basis, have the worst offense in the NFL. Worse than the Texans. Worse than the Bears. Per-play, the worst offense in the NFL. I'm laying less than a field goal. You don't like this one. I mean, yeah. I mean, Rams got to be really bad.
1: They got you betting on Tampa.
0: I think Tampa's Tampa's shown. They've shown nothing. Nothing. And they're trending in the wrong direction. Right. I think they beat the Rams. And the fact that this is, I would strongly consider this at three and a half. At two and a half, I love it. And then lastly, Baltimore minus two and a half at New Orleans. So, Baltimore's been a hot and cold team this year. Not surprisingly, a lot of that is gone as Lamar has gone. When he's played great, they've been great. When he has struggled, they've struggled. I think that, so Baltimore made a big trade at the deadline for Roquan Smith. I don't think he has an instant impact in this game. But I think think it's always good when you say to your locker room, we're trying to win right now. So San Francisco traded for McCaffrey. They weren't able to beat the Chiefs, but then they kicked the crap out of the Rams. We saw the Dolphins this week trade for Bradley Chubb. Baltimore trades for Roquan Smith. Baltimore also, by the way, is on the same long week Tampa's on that many buy because they played Tampa on Thursday. Right. Baltimore, if you look at what they – have if we give Baltimore credit, they have three losses this year. Miami, up 21, blew it. The Bills, up 17, blew it and still had the ball at the goal line, didn't get the touchdown, the Bills drive the field. And the Giants game, where they're up, what, 10 points? Yeah. And blew it. So they have blown leads. But it also means they have been up in all every game they've played, most of them by double digits. There are three losses have come to Buffalo, the team most people believe is the best team in football, certainly one of the best. Miami with Tua, undefeated Correct. is Miami with Tua. And the Giants who are not a bad team. You know what I mean? I'm not ready to call them a very good team, but they're not a bad team. So they have no bad losses. I think New Orleans stinks. I think New Orleans is slightly overvalued right now because of their dominating win over the
1: Raiders. I'm laying less than a field goal. I like Baltimore. Baltimore hasn't been the best to you in the past, though. Are you sure? I know. I've lost a lot of
0: Baltimore bets. I understand it, and it's a road favorite, but it's a road favorite of less than a field goal, so I don't mind it so much. So there's our five picks this week. Indy plus five and a half, Atlanta plus three, Seattle plus two, Tampa minus two and a half, and Baltimore minus two and a half. We have seven other games to break down in the stayaways. be careful, some perfectly priced categories. And I have a story to tell, but a dream I had about Demonse. That's next. What's right. With Factors, delicious, ready to eat meals you will be eating stress free this spring. Each meal is chef crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved. More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, protein plus or vegan and veggie also discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast on the go lunch snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon truffle butter and shrimp restaurant quality food that you do not have to prep cook or clean up delivered right to your doorstep and if you need to change your deliveries you can pause or reschedule whenever you like factor is your solution for fast and premium meals also for the month of april factor is celebrating earth day all month long look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals so What are you waiting for? Head to Factormeals.com slash 50 and use code NickWright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code NickWright50 at Factormeals.com slash 50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. All right, welcome back in episode ninety-one. What's right with Nick Wright? Gambling show. Subscribe, rate, review on YouTube. We had a good YouTube week subscriber-wise. Hope to continue that. YouTube, There's we week. had a good YouTube. What'd week you say? Subscriber-wise. What'd you say? Continue that. There's we. Oh, no, I think we're right just short of eighty-three thousand. You can check, but I think we're just short of eighty-three thousand. Right, just short of yeah, just short of eighty-three. But maybe by the time people see this, we'll be up at eighty-three. Quest to get 100,000 subscribers before New Year's, so Demonte can get a bonus and a cool plaque to put on his Tinder profile. I don't know if he has an active Tinder profile or not. No, okay, sorry, I'm not trying to blow up your spot. I don't know if, but if it if Tinder it ever to were to be reactivated, who no? okay, you knows? Things happen. All right, spot. But we put the rest of the games in three categories: stay away, be careful, and perfectly priced. We'll break those down in a moment. But first, the dream I had. So, I the I hope this doesn't embarrass you. Uh, when Demonte was in high school. As I think a lot of people do, they set their kid up with a checking account, meaning a debit card account, and it's linked to their personal bank account. account. We've never unlinked it. Linked to so their while I banking. don't get in your, when I log into my online banking, it shows my account balance, in your, when my I, savings, my credit card, and then beneath it it shows yours and now your sister's. And so I don't go into it and see, but, I, but it does pop up every time. So I also, like, it's. I know when you've been paid, Stop you know it. what I mean? Just because, so whatever. whatever. In my dream, I logged in, and you had $1,200. In my dream, I logged in, and I was like, what the and hell? And you had $1,200. And I clicked on it, and there were back-to-back 2500 and there were back uh, to charges to two different sports betting apps. Uh, charges. Uh, and I was beside myself. Absolutely and i came to you and i was like buddy what are you doing and you're like it's fine it's fine i'm going to get it back this week and leave you're me right alone it. and you're like and i had this and i was like i did this to him leave me alone i was <laughs> like i, I this, did this I to him. him like there's I he's going to have to learn it. the lesson that i learned but in such a painful way and then i just went on to the next dream or woke up whatever and i'd forgotten i'd had it and then i walked in this morning and i saw that you were looking at your parlays that you've placed this weekend and I saw and I remembered the dream and I was so relieved placed this last weekend. night I had nothing but bad dreams that I woke up from and felt better I also dreamt that I got sentenced to 30 years in dreams prison that I woke up from and felt and better. I was hugging my mom and then I was like oh man I'll never get to hug her again because by the time I get out she's going like, to be oh, gone oh man and I was I'll super sad. Again, and by the time I get out, she's and, Hey, right? Gone. I was super sad. And, I was su- and then I woke up and I was like, "Oh, that's great." Hey, that hey did, right. That's not actually happening. Okay, all right. I was like, "Oh, that's great." That did. That's not okay. actually happening. All right. Happening. Well, let's get okay, to the stayaways. Right. Stayaways. Buffalo at the Jets and Las Vegas at the Jags. We'll discuss them both here quickly. The reason Buffalo at the Jets is a stayaway, the Jets catching twelve, is because. Every single rule of gambling says you must bet the Jets. Every, sing, every single rule. They are above 500. It is a divisional game. They are at home. They have an excellent defense. They are catching not seven, not 10, but 12 points. The, the Bills, on the other hand, are coming off an underwhelming performance, I would say, against The Bills, against on Screen the other Bay. hand, where the Bills were at home against a team far worse than the Jets right now and one by 10. So every rule says bet on the Jets. I don't have it in me. So to every bet on Zach Wilson against that Bills defense have it with in. Josh Allen probably pissed he through those picks. So the the smart thing is to bet the Jets. Picks. So which one? On smart the Smart thing is to bet a, the Jets. Ex- exactly. That's why it's a stay which away. One? Because smart Nick says you got to bet the Jets. I don't have the stomach. Because a true professional better, that's an auto bet on the Jets. I don't have the stomach to do it, so I'm staying away. Now there's Raiders at Jags. Jags getting a point and a half at home against a terrible team. You guys held an intervention with me last week, and it saved me in the picks because I was so mad that I didn't get to bet on the Jags for my picks against Nathaniel Hackett. And then the prince that was promised, Trevor Lawrence, once again, Nathaniel Hackett. Well, he threw a pick at the w- one yard line once early again. in the game. It's second time he's done that this year. And then he threw a pick on what could have been the game winning drive. That's the third time he's done that this year, and they didn't cover. So thanks, you guys. But getting points against the Raiders, I almost bro- I almost just included it. But you guys, I promised you guys one month of no betting on the Jags. So I will stay away, but I I know they're going to win. So I, will, I know they're going to turn it around. I know they're going to win. I know they're going to turn it around. Okay. Okay. All right, let's go to be careful. Three games in this category. Miami at Chicago, Green Bay at Detroit, and Tennessee at Kansas City. So here's why these are in the be careful category. Miami at Chicago. Feels like that line should be seven. Feels like everyone is going to be on the Dolphins. They're undefeated with Tua, even though Justin Fields has shown some flashes the last few weeks. I mean, they scored. Their offense was good against Dallas. Their defense just couldn't stop them at all. Dallas scored scored 50. DeMondsey, while he talks about his parlay, DeMondsey had had under 42 for that game. Dallas by itself since they had under 42. That wasn't great. That was the most dead on over of the weekend. 49. I think the whole that world is gonna be on Miami. That's why it's a be careful. I think Miami I think people feel like Miami should be favored by a touchdown. They're gonna hammer Miami. This line's gonna move to Miami minus five and a half, maybe Miami minus six. You're on Miami, Miami minus five and a half, maybe Miami minus six. You're on Miami. Uh-huh. Include Miami on the money line. That uh-huh. I'm okay with. I, I do think Miami's going to win, but this feels like somehow it's 27-23 or 27-24 with a late Chicago touchdown or 27 All of a sudden, now they're letting Justin Fields run they around. They can't. right, next one of them, be careful. Green Bay at Detroit. Detroit getting three and a half. This is a be careful spot because I Green Bay's desperate. They own the Lions historically. The Lions at home have been a good offense, a really good offense at home. I don't think many people are going to be betting the Lions. I think they're daring you to bet the Packers in this game. It feels like, again, maybe a three-point game. Just be careful there. Go ahead. It feels like, again, maybe a three-point game. Just be careful there. Go ahead. So that's why I think everyone's going to be on Green Bay. The three-and-a-half just scares me a bit. I'm To me, be careful. Next one, Tennessee at Kansas City. All right, listen. Kansas City is not great at covering these giant spreads. Kansas City, as an a favorite of less than a touchdown, has been outstanding. Kansas City with these giant spreads for a couple of reasons. One is they get down in a lot of these games, right. and then couple. they have these amazing comebacks. But now you got to win by two scores. Here's another reason. Not going to have a lot of possessions in this game. Tennessee is just going to be running Derrick Henry again and again and again the entirety of that game. Ryan Tannehill might be back. I It's too – no one – I feel like the public is going to be on the Chiefs. Maybe I should have put this in the stay away category, not the be careful category. I, if you are thinking about betting the Chiefs here, be careful. I think honestly, the smart money's on the Titans. I if I if I had it in me to ever bet against my team, I'd probably include the Titans in there. I don't have it in me. I'm not including my team. So, so I probably so there it is. The All Titans right. in there. Last one, perfectly priced. Two games. We'll be very careful. It would be very quickly on those. Uh, Minnesota at Washington. Washington getting three and a half. That's exactly right. Minnesota being a field goal ish favorite on the road against a Washington team. That's frisky with Taylor Heineke. And Cincinnati favored by exactly seven at home against Carolina. Bounce back spot for Cincinnati. But you don't really... It Carolina... The, the question with Carolina is, did that loss the way they suffered it? Just stomach punch them for the whole season. With the kicker, missed, suffered it. I mean, Just the Hail Mary stolen them the whole from them. Cincinnati, no Jamar Chase, but they have to win this game. It, to me, this feels like a dead-on... 31-24, 28-21 game. I think that's perfectly priced. Alright, so there's our, there's those categories. We'll take a very quick break, come back, give you the right move. To, I'll update you on the half a million dollar survivor pool I'm in, see if we have any exotics and Demonte will give you his parlay and we'll do the offer. We'll do all that next. What's right. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right. Welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright. Episode 91. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I've been calling it all day. Episode 91, our week nine gambling show. All right, our five picks this week that we are going with are Indy plus five and a half at New England. Atlanta plus three against the Chargers. Seattle plus two at Arizona. Tampa minus two and a half at the Rams. And Baltimore minus two and a half at New Orleans. Our right move, otherwise known as lock of the week, is Tampa. The Rams with Cooper Cup either not playing or banged up. The Rams offensive line, Tampa in an absolute gotta-have-it game. The Rams, on the other hand, I think are cooked and done. It was really weird when I saw they offered two first-round picks for Brian Burns. They, the Rams need to come to terms with the fact that they're not very good, and their issue is not their defense. Their issue is their offensive line, and they have the worst offense in football. We love Tampa. You were skeptical of this bet at all because... Of Tampa's struggles so far. I like Tampa to win by at least a field goal. That's where we're at. All right. We're two and six on the right move. We're getting it right this week. Survivor pool. The one that I'm in where the first place is half a million bucks is down to 114, 112 people. 14 of those would be out if Atlanta had lost. Right. I was not one of them. That's crushing. Yeah. That is crushing that 13% of the pool would have been out. Right. If they made the extra point or if they had made the 30 yard field goal, but whatever. Last week was one of the safest weeks for survivors. Went into the week with one eighteen. There's now
1: one twelve left. Right. Almost nobody. Wait, aren't you like no longer giving your survivor pick? I'm not no, I'm not. I'm just
0: updating. Right. I'm just updating where the pool is at. I apologize. To America, that I can't get my survivor pick, but I already lost two survivor picks on here anyway. So what good am I? Here's the deal on the te- on the exotics. I will tweet out if I end up doing a teaser. There, are the te- most people do teasers where they tease big favorites down. There are no great teaser legs for big favorites this week. You could argue the Chiefs at 12 and a half, a 10 point teaser to get them to two and a half, fine. But there's no great team to pair them with. Right. The teaser legs, though, that are interesting this week are the two-and-a-half-point dogs teased up to eight-and-a-half because you get them through the three, the seven, and the eight. I haven't inspected those enough, so I don't have a great teaser leg for you. DeMonze on the other hand, did do a parlay. Would you like to give it out? Or Wait, is this your parlay or is this you have five picks this week?
1: Uh, this is, this is one of my part. I don't even know if I have a five leg. So this will be, I'll call it my five picks.
0: Your five picks. All right. What are they? Let me yeah, hear. So we
1: it. got Minnesota minus three and a half at Washington.
0: Okay. That we had that in the perfectly priced category. So we
1: don't hate it. All right. And then we've got Miami minus five at Chicago. Okay. We don't love that, that, one.
0: that was in our, be careful. Yeah. That was, we don't, we don't love that
1: one. All right, go ahead. And then we've got Seattle plus two at Arizona. Okay. Love we're that one. in lockstep. And then we got uh the Rams plus
0: Oh my goodness, wait, hold one on of your dude. picks
1: wait hold on goes hold in on. direct
0: conflict with
1: my lock. This is this oh I think there's honestly there might be a mistake or this might have been my uh pick me up parlay that I used to back up one of my other ones. Oh, okay. Damante uh, likes uh, having <laughs> conflicting parlays.
0: Demonte <laughs> likes having one parlay he really believes in, and then another parlay is a backup. That is in somewhat direct conflict with the other one. percent. It's a little odd. And then you have Baltimore, which we're on the same page on. Yep. Okay. I don't, I don't hate it. All right. Uh, the offer. We yeah. hit one of these so far this year. Yeah. What's
1: the offer this week? I call this one D-Birds. Okay. Ravens minus two and a half in New Orleans. Seahawks plus two at Arizona. Falcons plus three versus the Chargers. Demir Bird to score a touchdown for the third straight game. Odds are plus thirty one hundred,
0: okay. so the odds on that are outrageous.
1: That should be fifty to one yeah. no it's, you're saying it's it's too low right too low yeah, way too low
0: because it's three it just those three games, a three team spread parlay would be six to one. We're now adding an That's, unlikely touchdown right. score even though the touchdown he scored this weekend was, was pretty crazy. fantastic yeah. And I do want to investigate With the
1: family tree.
0: Yeah, I do want to <laughs>
1: investigate the lineage. You know, what? let me see where he's from, because I don't see a lot of birds. I don't see a lot of birds either. And um, he, I mean, it doesn't it, it looks like if we were to be related, like it's not that far off. Like I remember him taking his helmet off. He didn't. So Hold on. he's from New Jersey. No way.
0: He's from New Jersey and you have family there, but that's. On your mom's grandfather's side, so we gotta investigate this more. And your mom's grandfather, obviously, his last name's not Bird. Right. So, I we gotta investigate this more. We gotta, you know, we're gonna have to call. We're have to make a call to your mom's dad, which is always fun. We'll <laughs> give give him a call. See if we can get Uncle Sean on the phone and see and see uh and, and see if there's any relationship. But yeah. because. These are three picks I like, plus it'll be a fun thing to root for, even though it should be 50-1. to Let's do it.
1: Let's do it. There it it
0: is. I I accept the offer. There is the gambling show, episode 91 of What's Right with Nick Wright. Listen, rate, subscribe, review, do all those things, iTunes, Spotify, and particularly on YouTube. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. What's Right. Hey, it's Nick Wright. Thank you so much for watching. Please do us a favor. Click subscribe. It helps my ego. And Demonze has got a financial bonus writing on a number of YouTube subscribers. So help him out. And also, click the bell. I don't know what the bell does, but they tell me to tell you to click the bell. And your audio listeners, people that have commutes, drives, whatever it is, subscribe to the podcast as well wherever you get the podcast. Same show, just, you know, just in your ears instead of through your eyes. All that. Check it out. Appreciate y'all.